Hello and welcome to Unripe Mind. My name is Paige and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is a way for me to connect with others, kind of explain my brain and how it's operating and see if other people can also relate or if other people struggle with something similar. Um, That's ideally my goal for this is to develop a group of people where we can share what's going on with us and be able to feel like it's a safe, comfortable space for us to just be open and honest. And hopefully it allows me in particular, and if it helps anyone else broaden their perspective by hearing from others and hearing what other people think and have to say, because ideally I'd like to bring on other people and have them have a chance to spill about what's on their mind or something that they're going through or something that other people might also relate to as well. Before we go into today's topic, I just want to preface it with saying that I would describe myself as a very success-oriented individual. And I define success as succeeding in my career, making enough money to live comfortably, and be able to support myself. It's something that I struggle with in the sense that I don't think that it's normal or natural to obsess and focus on money, but at the same time, I really worry about not being able to provide for myself and not be able to be comfortable. So it's a little bit of a two-sided coin in that regard. And over the years, I've learned that in order for me to be successful, I need to take care of my mind and body. I function best when I have a clean house I work out on a somewhat regular schedule. I get done with my work on time, and I do that by creating timelines for myself, also keeping up with my self-care, spending regular time with friends, as well as regularly spending time with my boyfriend. But just because this is how I function best, that's not my natural nature. My natural urge is to try to go all in with work all the time and let all of those other things kind of go by the wayside. Well, other than my project plans and schedules, but it really is a balancing act. I want to take today to unpack balancing the external needs and demands like work, relationship, friendships, family with my own personal needs. And I mean, full disclosure here, I do suffer from ADHD, anxiety, and major depressive disorder. And so I know that my experience may be a little different from some other people's whose brains may work and be wired a little bit differently, but I want to highlight 
different perspectives and experiences within this podcast. So in future episodes, if anyone has any ideas for things that they would like to discuss, if you have any recommendations of people that I could bring on the show to help better that discussion, or you even want me to just ramble about it, um, I'm open to any and all ideas. So I'm done heckling you guys for audience participation and I digress back to today's topic of internal personal needs versus meeting your external needs. And to be honest with everyone, I get a little bit scared about opening up to people. I grew up in an environment where as long as outwardly you were doing okay, then you were great. If you were doing well in school, if you were successful at whatever activity you did, um, and you had like friends, even if it appeared that I had friends, everyone in my family was happy. And that by that, I mean my parents. Um, and as an adult, I realize that it obviously is important to make sure you're still meeting your external expectations. But I've realized that it's a lot more important to focus on yourself, what works for you, what's good for you, and figuring out how you can balance your own needs with the external needs and pressures of others, which I don't think is something that I've heard a lot of people discuss before. And so I feel like, in particular, if I gain momentum in one area, I then lose it in another, which is a bit silly, but it's kind of how my brain works. It feels kind of like a snowball rolling down the hill, so it'll gain traction and get bigger and bigger and bigger. For example, I just answered a work ping, and I started to get some stuff done for work. And I thought to myself, I was like, should I even get back to this podcast episode? Should I just do it later? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no, I set out and carved this time to specifically work on this episode. And I want to do that for myself. And I would like to accomplish something for myself, especially because it's seven o'clock in the morning. So it's not really even time for me to worry about work at this point. So I am really working on developing that balance and figuring out how to really give something 100% in both ways. But obviously you can't give everything 100% and it's all a balance. And so I need to figure out what that proper balance is. So I also spend a significant amount of time worrying about how I'm not getting things that I would like to done. And I know that's a part of ADHD, but in the amount of time that I spend thinking like, oh, I should work on this or, oh, I want to work on this or I feel like I should work on this and it just, my brain sits there and it feels like I can't. And I feel like I have to continue down the path that I'm going on or else I won't finish anything. And I think that's something that I worry about is being able to complete something, be proud of it, 
say this is done and I really struggle maintaining that focus for a long enough period of time to accomplish that. And I think that's probably because I expect perfection out of myself and that's not healthy. That's not something someone should do. But at the same time, by expecting perfection out of myself at work, I then have an apartment that I work from home out of that's a mess. And so in reality, I have a really hard time then focusing on my work that I care so much about. So I think for the betterment of myself and how I get things done, it's more efficient and effective if I take and carve time out for myself. But at the same time, I don't enjoy it and I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So I think it comes down to the fact that at work, when I focus on that and I work on that and I get it done, I will get praised or recognized or even just like a little like good job. Whereas when I clean my house, like maybe my boyfriend will be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. This looks great, which he cleans too. And when he does that, I also say, oh my gosh, thank you. This looks great. But it just gets messy again. And so then it's like, okay, why am I putting all of this time and energy into this task if it's just going to get messy again and it's just going to get gross? But that's not healthy. Like, you need to have a space that is tidy and that works for you and that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel like you can relax in it. So that's just something that I'm really, really struggling with. I also, as far as not house, but like personal stuff, I feel that when I'm not looking my best or feeling my best, I also really struggle with focusing. So I have found that I need to have a routine to get ready in the morning, whether I'm working at home or going into the office, which I've only done like two different times. I get a little embarrassed talking about the fact that my house is a little bit messy and I struggle with creating a routine for myself because I feel like that's something that innately I should just be able to figure out and do and it's hard and so I'm being a little bit vulnerable here but I hope that it resonates with others as well and I know as silly as it sounds but getting into a routine and slowly developing a chore system it's not going to happen overnight but little by little if you set goals to unload the dishwasher and load it once a day and make sure you clean the bathroom once a week and vacuum once a week and slowly set and add those goals it'll become a habit and build and it'll it won't feel like i'm doing something that is not worth my time because I'm not going to do it again for another month or so. It'll feel like I'm just consistently upkeeping and taking care of myself. And I would love to hear if anyone else has a different approach and a different way of looking about it. I would love to hear your thoughts and how you are balancing your personal life as well as 
work and different external expectations because it may honestly not even be work. It may be you have a really close group of friends who are very demanding of your time and you love spending time with them, but you don't spend enough time for yourself to be able to do what you need to do to just relax and recoup and make sure you're functioning properly. Um, Or it could be you have a really demanding family and you struggle with the balance between taking care of yourself and taking care of others. Um, Kids, I know that I don't have children, but I know kids are very demanding and create a space where it's you don't ever really get a break and you are consistently focusing on the needs of another being. So I can only imagine how kind of difficult that can be and the balance of that can be as well. And I feel like I'm rambling here, but I struggle to find people who can relate to me Or even to be more vulnerable, I struggle with opening up about things that are as simple as I can't balance between my own needs and my external needs. And it's not even that I can't, it's just that I want to succeed so badly that anything that isn't pushing me towards that, I feel like is a waste of time, which is so completely not true. And I think part of success is being able to find the balance and being able to maintain something in the long run because obviously you're going to have times where you aren't able to give things 100% and you need to focus your energy on something else and that's okay. And I need to create a routine so in times like that, I can fall back on that routine. And so I don't feel so overwhelmed that I can't do both, that I feel like, oh, I do both and this is how I'm able to accomplish both things. (sighs) Yesterday I had the day off of work and so I spent the whole day deep cleaning my apartment because we were on vacation for three weeks, came back, It was go, 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 and then I finally had two days off or four days off because our company had a shutdown. And I spent the whole day deep cleaning, running errands, just doing stuff to make sure that the apartment was in order and that I would be comfortable working today. And that's not what I wanted to do on one of my days off. But on one of the days of the shutdown, I went into San Francisco. I went thrifting with one of my friends. I had so much fun. It was such a chill, relaxing day. And so part of that balance is looking at that and being like, okay, I had a great time yesterday. I had so much fun. Yes, I do want to go to the beach today, but I already have plans to go to the beach next weekend and I need to get this place in order because I have my suitcases sprawled all over the floor. I don't have any clean clothes. We need to clean our top, like so on and so forth. Just sitting down and being like, this isn't what I want to do today, but this will be what's best for me and will allow me to accomplish what I need to accomplish. And so I did that. And wasn't fun but at the end of the day I was really proud of myself and I was like wow I feel good and I feel ready to start my day and I feel 
kind of inspired to talk about it, which sounds a little silly, but it makes me feel like, okay, if this is something that I've consistently dealt with, I feel like there are definitely other people who could deal with that. Or even just the idea of FOMO. Like I wasn't missing out on anything friend related, but I was really felt like I was missing out on an opportunity to go and do something with my free time, which I don't have a ton of. I mean, I do, but then again, I don't because I'm working nine to five typically. And so a beach day is mostly out of the question. So it's figuring out where I can draw that line of balance. And I'm still not completely sure. But with that, I know that I'm getting there. And that's what matters. And the experience that I went through yesterday inspired me to talk about it today. I know it's a little bit difficult transitioning from college to the full-time world. I graduated from college in December of 2020, and I have been working full-time ever since. And I was actually working full-time at my company as an intern before I graduated too. So that was a pretty seamless transition, which I know some people, it's a little bit more of a shell shock because you're going from college to starting a career at a company that you may not know and you may not be familiar with. And that's a lot just in and of itself, figuring out a new work environment. And so I was lucky enough to have a seamless transition into full time. I had the same boss, was doing essentially the same job, just with more responsibilities. And it was still a hard transition. I moved to a new area and I moved in with my boyfriend, which we dated long distance for like three years. And so it was the point where we were feeling in a place where we could move in together and it's gone great and we have a dog and we're loving life, but both of us are very work focused. And so we both struggle with being able to maintain self-care tasks in addition to meeting work expectations. And it's not external expectations set on us. It's just our own internal expectations and our own internal drive to succeed. Because whether we like it or not, I live in America, if you can't tell by my accent, and I live in California, but money tends to talk in our society and that's scary. So I've had the mindset ever since I was little that I need to work really hard and I really need to succeed or I'm not going to be able to make anything of myself and I will need to create opportunities for myself because I'm not from a family of generational wealth and I'm not from a family that was able to just hand me everything. They were able to create a lot of opportunity for me. But as far as my career goes, I got the job for myself and I'm the one in the driver's seat. So enough about me talking about my job and all of that good stuff. That is a plan for another episode. So you'll just have to wait and see. But I do have to say that I'm a verbal processor. And so 
not only will this podcast ideally help me connect to others who may be experiencing similar things, it also allows me to kind of verbally figure out why it is I'm feeling that way. In addition to therapy, which I do go to therapy once a week for an hour, and I have been for years now, and it really is unbelievably helpful. I have learned so much about myself, and I've learned so much about human behavior and and some of the biology behind why we do what we do, which is so incredibly interesting. And so I would truly recommend therapy to pretty much anyone. If it's not for you, I get it. But also if it's something that you've even been remotely thinking about doing and if you're lucky enough to have the financial resources or medical insurance to be able to go to therapy, which I know is a privilege in and of itself, I would recommend going for it and going and doing that because it really can only help. You're able to kind of undust some cobwebs in your mind and figure out how you operate, how you could adjust your behavior in order to be able to move through life more comfortably. I would recommend it. I think it would definitely help you, but I'll get off of my you should go to therapy soapbox. I got diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety, and depression at 20, almost 21, and so I was having to grasp with the fact that I wasn't crazy, that there was something different about how my brain was wired that was causing me to really struggle to move through life and be able to balance my own self-worth with what I can accomplish. And that's where I'm at today. I'm in a place where I've gone through therapy for, I'm almost 24, almost four years now of consistent once a week therapy. And I see a psychiatrist once every six weeks and everything is very well under control and I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm practically thriving which I want to knock on wood basically when I say it because I overall am scared to ever go back to that place where I feel like I'm not worthy and that I don't deserve this and that I won't accomplish anything and blah 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 the narrative goes on I don't want to bore anyone with my negative self-talk. And so I actively every single day am working on that reframe of my mind and figuring it out and how I can better frame my thoughts and feelings. And so that's something that I will probably discuss in depth throughout the podcast because there's a lot of different aspects and different areas of life that mental health can affect, whether it is positive or negative or neutral, but it tends to really, when you suffer from mental health issues, it tends to touch every point of your life in one way or another. Not good nor bad, it just takes a moment to process and realize and figure out, okay, my brain works differently. 
And so I have a slightly different experience from the average person. And that's also gotten me to a point where I try to avoid sharing my thoughts and feelings and will tend to just try to joke around and have surface level relationships with others because I worry that they're going to judge me or they won't relate to me or they will think that I'm weird or they will think that like my brain doesn't work properly, so on and so forth. But I think that's also mental health stigma and I grew up with a lot of it because both of my parents were not well-versed in dealing with mental health or even understanding or recognizing the signs of when someone is struggling with their mental health. So I grew up getting A's in school, doing well, being on sports teams, doing different activities. And so they were like, oh, she's fine. She's like a little sad sometimes, likes to spend a lot of time in her room, doesn't really open up to us, is just kind of anxious all the time. But like she's doing good in school, like she'll go to college, it'll be fine kind of a deal. So I have had to, in the last few years, really figure out what does it mean to have a brain that functions and works like mine? How is it different from other people's? But then also, how is it the same? What are struggles that are universal to everyone regardless of how your brain functions? And those are topics that I'm really interested in exploring and talking more about. So if you've stayed to the end of this episode, thank you. This is our first episode of Unripe Mind, and I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at unripe underscore mind. Also, make sure you subscribe. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time.